I am so excited today about our talk because I believe what we're going to talk about today makes the difference in your life. You know, there's some things you can do in life that determine everything. I mean, I really believe this. This is kind of what turns your life up or down, uh, good or bad. It makes the difference. No matter what you achieve, if you don't focus on this one area, you won't have success long and it will burn out at some point. The, the series we're in is a series that, that really embraces the conversation, how do we get here? How do we get here? How do we get to where we are in life? What, what did we do? What did we not do? What did we, what did we miss? You know, did, did the Lord try to say, I'm trying to talk to you? You know, you, you ever had that talk to somebody, sit down and say, okay, let's have a conversation. <laughs> and you're not listening, right? That they're trying to connect with you. They're trying to get you to, to just pay attention to this key message they're about to give you. Parents, you've done that, right? This key moment. This is a key moment. Well, this is a key moment. And it's, it's, it starts with a conversation, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Here's what it says. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a future and hope. That's what that verse says. And th that is a launching pad verse for a lot of people when it comes to encouragement. I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good. Plans to give you a future and hope. Great verse. But the context of that verse is, is really what's often missed. Because he's writing to people that are going into 70 years of bondage. 70 years. And he tells them up front, there's going to be a 70-year captivity. Israel had rebelled against God. And he said, Babylon's going to come and, and take your houses, your lands. And not everybody is going to be exiled, but thousands would be sent to Babylon. They're, they're, rich, they're rich people, educated people, Daniel, you know, if you remember the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the best of the best were taken, and they, they left uh, a large number of people in, in Israel, but they were all in bondage, both in exile and in, 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 in Israel. Everybody was now under the Babylonian control. And in this moment, he says to them, you need to have a good attitude. Now, that's hard, but you need to have a good attitude. You, you put yourself here. You sold yourself here. You did things to get into this place. So now you got to have a good attitude. So some of you can relate to that. And some of you say, no, I, I, I didn't do anything. Well, Daniel didn't do anything. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, they didn't do anything. But they were in bondage with everybody else. So we all in this together. We, you know, you learn that, especially during the season of the pandemic. You see everybody's in this together. Those who want to wear a mask, those who don't want to wear a mask. Those who, you know, those who don't want to wear a mask, they, they walk around and they breathe on you and you catch something. <laughs> well, well, we're in it together. You know, we, we, they caught it. They didn't protect themselves. And now they get, they don't pass it on to me and I got it to deal with it. Doesn't matter. We're in this together. We're family. My attitude toward an unfair moment. And that's really what this is about. How do you manage those unfair moments in life when it's not right. Well, verse 7 of Jeremiah 29 kind of gives us a clue. Here's what he says. This is important. This is such a good verse. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will prosper. In other words, when they um, take you to Babylon, okay, Pray for them. And some of you would say, no, no, no. See, that, that right there is a problem right there, Reverend. Okay. Uh, Pastor, I, I, I can't see that. 
Notice the attitude that he asked them to have. Now, of course, the fair thing to say is, no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. I'm not praying for them. I'm going to break free. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to shoot them. I'm going to stab them. <laughs> it takes me to captivity at your own risk. But that's not what he says. I need you, he said, to take the long view. I need you to back up the train because this is this. You're here, and this is important. He says you're here for a reason. You got here for a reason, and 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 this is so important to understand. Community judgment is not about what I did or you did. It's what we all did together. It's what we tolerated. All of Israel had fallen into rebellion. Sometimes an entire family has accepted certain behaviors. And therefore, the good in the family and the bad people in the family all go into judgment. Everybody in the house, everybody in the house, everybody. It is not, and it's not always, you know, emotionally it doesn't feel fair, but it's how, it's how it is. We are in this together. So can you be mature when things are unfair? That's the question. Can you be mature? Can you take the long view? Can you say, okay, we need to work to raise, okay, our children work past this, be mature thinkers. It's a difficult season. What can we do to get past this? You know, I, um, I'm a, I love history, right? And I love the fact that in history where people were treated unfairly, there are pockets of people who in the midst of that unfair treatment rose above it. In the Bible, you got guys like Joseph, right? In Genesis 37, 38, 39, that whole story about his life, where you see this incredible attitude he had despite what happened to him. And I, I, I admire that. Because I'm, I'm like you, I tend to say, no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to give you what I call um, a description of maturity. Okay? And then I want to show you um, when people are not matured, I'm going to show you how that looks. But look, this is what I call a description. Mature people accept, number one, what cannot be changed today. Mature people accept what cannot be changed today. That's the sign of maturity. This is where I work. I need the money. I cannot change that today so I can be mature in this moment because I need the job. Okay? Mature people understand what cannot be changed today. As a parent, you have to go through that. This is not going to be a lesson they get today. It's going to be a year or two. It's going to be six months. It's going to be maybe 10 years. Maturity, maturity requires that I face what can't be changed today. They were more than likely to be in slavery and die in slavery, some of them. That was a hard thing to face. That, that's what he said in Jeremiah 29. They were not going to receive a great deliverance. It wasn't going to be a miracle. Nothing was going to, this was 70 years. They were laying a foundation someone else would, watch this now, benefit from. They're, they're, they were not going to benefit from a lot of things they did. And mature people understand that. Mature people also invest with tomorrow in mind. So if there are big thoughts you're following me with, right, the first one is mature people accept what cannot be changed today. The second big thought is mature people invest with tomorrow in mind. That's why he said, seek prosperity, seek God's hand in your life. Remember, your prosperity is linked to the world around you. You're not in this alone. So mature people invest with tomorrow in mind. They're not lost in that. And thirdly, mature people have action plans for the future. So one more time, mature people 
accept what cannot be changed, right? Mature people invest with tomorrow in mind. And number three, mature people have action plans for the future. I love the fact that he said we must be prepared to manage this season longer than we had planned. It's that ability to take action with clarity. My action plan is based on what I see. This is going to be a minute. Number, number two, we must <laughs> mature people, are create, they create, they're creative in their negotiations. I love that. They're not just running around. They're creative. So, again, big thoughts. Number one, mature people accept what cannot be changed today. Number two, mature people invest with tomorrow in mind. And number three, mature people have action plans for their future. They're, pre they're prepared to manage it. They find creative ways to negotiate, and they learn. They make all of this a learning season, and they don't complain. You can spend a lot of time complaining about stuff or you can adjust to it and grow. You can spend years and years and years being angry, or you can adjust and grow. It's really up to you. It's all about how you are willing to see the world. It's, it's, your, it's your willingness to look at things. It's your willingness to, to pause and say, okay, let me, let me not just take this so personally. Let me just see what I can do with what I have. That's what God was telling them to do. I need you to build houses. I need you to face where you are. I need you to, for this season, put a mask on if you're in that season of the pandemic, right? Or I need you in this season to be a little more careful about where you eat, what you do. I need you in this season to save a little bit more money. I need you in this season. I need you in this season to adjust to whatever it is you're dealing with. I need you to adjust, and you have to be mature. And you can't cry and wail and fall on the floor. That doesn't change anything. What's really powerful to me is the last part I want to talk to you about. Maturity is, um, is something that demands something from you. It, there's, a, there's a way that maturity is applied in your life, the way you apply maturity. When a person is mature, um, they, they, would, they see risk and they say, I know I want to do this, but the risk is so high, I, I better reconsider it. Um, mature people look at things and say, I'm not really that good at that. I can't play doctor. I shouldn't try to figure this out. Let me go to the doctor and get help. Mature people, um, they, they approach dangerous moments with caution and care. Mature people say, I'm wrong. Mature people um, just kind of pay attention because they're mature. So the question is, are you mature? Are you a mature person? It's easy if we're <laughs> to pretend, but it's another thing to be really honest about it. Now, if I'm honest, I, I could say, uh, not always. I haven't always been mature. I haven't always made the right decisions. I have not always done the smartest things. I've tried to. I have um, talked about it. I've, you know, I've, I've tried to. I've tried to. I've tried to. I've tried to. But for some reason, there were moments when my attitude was too passive and I didn't pay attention. For example, ready? There are moments when I knew you're spending too much money. 
but I didn't make the full adjustment. I made some adjustment, and I allowed for margins of debt when, that I didn't need to allow for. And, and I, I think that's true both in business and both in my personal life. There are moments when you just know better, but you don't always, quote, do better. You don't. You, you, your attitude, it's really funny. We think a bad attitude is something that's always obvious, and it's not. It, it's not obvious. Sometimes it, 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 it can fool you. And there are moments in my life when I think I, I couldn't see my attitude was bad until I look back. When I look back, I can go, oh, okay, I see. I see what my attitude was, was, was um, sincere. And that's, that's a sermon series I do called Sincerely, Sincerely Wrong Thinking. And I talk about this whole idea of how I, I, you can mean well, try to do well, but be wrong, wrong, wrong. You know, and you, sometimes you don't see it until you get older. Sometimes you don't see it until your kids grow up. Sometimes you don't see it until you lose a job or until you retire from a company. You realize you didn't plan for your future. A lot of military people go through this. When they retire, they realize, I didn't plan for this. My attitude was, I'm, I'll, get, I'll get to it. But in reality, I really didn't make aggressive plans. I didn't take advantage of college or schooling or anything. And you just see it. Even when you look back at your education, you go, well, I didn't, I didn't, take, I, I didn't have the right attitude towards that. In terms of investing time and, and saying no to things, I allowed myself to be distracted, and that was unfortunate. Highly unfortunate. And I think one of the tragedies of life sometimes is we, we, don't, we don't ever fix that. We just accept being whatever we are. But what can really happen to you that can be wonderful is to come to a place where you really get it. And that's that's hard, especially if you think it's unfair. There, in Jeremiah 29, these folks are in a bad place. They, God looks at them and says, listen, um, okay, this is not fun. Okay, this is not going to be easy. But to fix this and to manage this is a 70-year process. This is not going to be quick. But this is something that we can get through. But let me tell you how long it's going to be. And I need your attitude to adjust to that. You're single for this season. Adjust to that. You are in a marriage that on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 5. It's not going to be a 6 tomorrow. Adjust to that. Well, I ain't adjusting to nothing. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Pow, that's the reason. That's why the plans God has for you, Jeremiah 29 11, can't happen. Because if, if you refuse to pray for, he told them you know, in Jeremiah 29, pray for the city, pray for their prosperity, build a house. If you say, I'm not doing any of that, if you say, I'm just going to kick and scream and yell, well, then, okay, here's your results. One of the great lessons we have to learn, even in our politics in this season, we can't have it all our way. Democrats can't have it all their way. Republicans can't have it all their way. And nobody can have it all their way. There's something called, you know, joint effort. You heard that term? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's collaboration. And in order for us to survive, we have to adjust our attitudes. And we can't lie. We can't lie on each other. We can't deceive each other. We can't go around. That's what makes Christians sometimes dangerous because you're so absolute. I'm telling you now, the Bible say in the Lord, and you're just so, <laughs> uh, let me say this gracefully, fired up about how you see the world and what you want. You know, we pastors are like that. Come to church. You got to come in the house of God. And if you don't come in the church in the house of God, you're going to hell because you ain't fellowshipping. 
Bible said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You got to be in the building. Okay, I like the building. I got a building. I think buildings are great, and I love being together. And we gather thousands of people a year and plan to gather thousands this year. But I got to be careful. I have to be careful that my attitude is not so, such that I demand it be my way, that I define assembling one way, that my attitude says it has to be the way I see it, that I'm not open to the digital. I'm not open to other ways. I'm not open to small groups. I'm not open to a different schedule. I have to have it one way. And so because I have that attitude, guess what? I'm, never gonna, I'm not embracing reality. That's not reality. Don't be the kind of person that waits until some other time to see reality. It's time for you to see it now. My time's up. I got to go. I'm praying for you. God's best for you. And I want to tell you something. God can help you. Father, I pray for this moment that we all would face reality, embrace the truth, not run from it, but put our arms around it. And I thank you for the difference you make in our lives. And I thank you for the power of your word. In Jesus' name. Next week, I'm going to talk about leaders. Mm -mm -mm. Boy, how them leaders can get you off. Boy, we preachers got to be careful. We leaders, mamas, daddies, cousins. If you're not careful, part, part of the reason why you're where you are is because you've allowed the wrong leadership to influence you. And I'll talk to you more about that on the next time we get together. So join me next time. i got more to say. I'm believing God's hand's going to be on your life. I'll see you next time. Stay encouraged. Love your God and walk in victory. See you next time. Bye-bye.